Oh, if you hear bagpipes, you know where we are live. It is the Green Zone, live from the Sastel Tanker, the Men's Provincial uh, Curling Championship from the Nutana Curling Club this afternoon. The 2, two o'clock draws just hit the ice uh, this afternoon. That includes Mike McEwen at 1-0. and It also includes... Uh, Duel in the uh, B event uh, with uh, Ryland Kleider and Hartung, both 2-0. and oh, So a big game in the standings on the pool format at the uh, Men's Provincial Curling Championship, the Sastel Tankard. There's a lot to get to today on the Green Zone. Yes, I will react to my Vancouver Canucks going all in last night with a trade for Elias Lindholm of the Calgary Flames with five players and picks going to the Flames and Elias Lindholm lands in Toronto thinking he's going to represent the Calgary Flames at the All-Star game. He'll look at his All-Star jersey and see the Canucks patch with a few of his new teammates with the uh, All-Star draft going tonight. There is some rider news to get to with Britton Gray for football at four as Sean Bain Jr. has signed a two-year contract extension with the Rough Riders to stay in green and white. Over 1,000 yards last year in his first year with Saskatchewan. A breakout year for the former Calgary Stampeder who will reunite with Mark Mueller as the offensive coordinator and Corey Mace as the head coach who both were coaches in Calgary in the early part of Sean Bain's career. Jeremy O'Day also talked to reporters to dig in a little deeper. The negotiating window for the CFL opens on a Sunday. Also coming up, Braden Yeager of the Moose Jaw Warriors will slide in. Patrick Johnston of the Vancouver Sun also on that trade last night. We'll also talk to Skip of Ryan Kleider. Came back early this morning to improve to 2-0 and with a steal and 10 at the Sastel Tankard, one of the young up-and-coming teams in the province. And Darren DuPont, who's helping with the broadcast uh, with the real cast media from the tankard on a youtube will slide in to preview what's ahead on friday and going into the weekend here in saskatoon and it's a pleasure to be joined by the executive director of curl sask steve turner's first year on the job no pressure at all steve how's it going <laughs> great jamie how are you doing <laughs> very well thanks for having us uh, here at the tankard so well thanks for being here uh, well uh, let's go through it uh, on trying to organize an event at the nutana it's been the first time in saskatoon for a long time yeah. uh, how have things gone early going in day two we couldn't have asked for a better situation here. This uh, this organizing committee um, had a vision for what they wanted this to look like. And from that concept to the reality we're looking at today, uh, it's, it's kind of a dream come true. Well, I, and I always love Saskatchewan. Well, major events, period, but curling events especially. The volunteers are wearing red jackets. There's a lot of red jackets around here, yeah. Steve. Probably not a lack of uh, enthusiasm to get some volunteers. Oh, you know what? It, they had no trouble getting the volunteers. You're right. It's it's a sea of red out here with that volunteer's smiles from ear to ear. Whether you're here first thing in the morning, you know, as as the lights are starting to go on till the, you know, the last rock's been thrown and and it's the cleanup at the end of the night. There's you can't wipe the smile off the people's faces that are here. Uh, how important is that? the enthusiasm of the volunteer community in Saskatchewan to pull off Grey Cups, Tankards, the Briar's going to be in Regina. You cannot do this at this level without them. Um, it is integral and it's something special about the sport and especially this province that uh, it just rallies. If somebody puts their hand up and say, hey, we need some help over here, and they come tenfold. I, I'm just wondering as we uh, look into the weekend and how things are going with the tankard, that one of the biggest talkers in Saskatchewan right now 
is it is plus seven degrees outside. <laughs> How's the ice maker handling this? Yeah, it's uh, that's a stressful situation for him. We we kind of even uh, commented that in the players meeting that it, it didn't even feel like a provincial tankard because we didn't have a snowstorm. It wasn't 40 below. We weren't postponing by a day, waiting for a late arriving team. Um, Mother Nature is always going to be a factor when it comes to a sport in winter. Um, our ice makers are, you know, nervous. They're they're watching the weather, but uh, they're doing a fantastic job making all the adjustments that they need to. Well, thankfully, by the time it gets to Sunday, it'll be like minus two as a high, so that'll help some things. <laughs> was it was in Tisdale? Was it minus forty? Like, are you on a fifty degree weather change from yeah. the women's provincials to the men's? Yeah, it's 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 all a blur, and <laughs> you, you're right. So, yeah, it uh, and welcome to Saskatchewan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, blink five minutes. The weather will change. Uh, Steve Turner joining us, Executive Director of Curl Sask, live from the Tankard at the Nutana Curling uh, Club. Uh, stop in, uh, say hello this afternoon for the 2 o'clock draw. They're just uh, underway on the ice at the Nutana. Uh, Steve, when you look at this field, uh, of course, Mike McCune has joined us here in Saskatchewan. Former Manitoba skip has uh, gone a long way at the Briar. Um, so, of course, he's the favorite. He's got the target on his back. But Ryan Clyder, the Clyder is going to join us a little later on one early this morning two and oh start uh, there's a, f- a a lot more younger faces around here at the tankard what yeah. can you tell us about the the depth of field that's growing in saskatchewan oh it's it's exciting we saw that firsthand in tisdale with skylar ackerman and her young team uh, claiming that um and it's just it just shows the development our, our youth programming uh, what's what's been coming up the you know up the channel up the pipe and it's so exciting to see them have success here at this level. Now, um, no pressure, uh, but it's also been a while since uh, Saskatchewan has won a briar. Um, of course, it was Rick Fulk. You got the uh, uh, right here and out of Saskatoon and things like that. How? Big would this be for the province? We've had champions like yeah. Fulton Flash is from Saskatchewan. He's won. Pat Simmons went to Alberta. He's won. We've had Saskatchewanians win the Briar, but just not that team with the the Saskatchewan Chief on the back. Yeah, it would be unbelievable. Like that. Obviously, that's the goal for every year, and we know that's that's what we strive for. That's what we're working toward. Any tweaks and changes that we make has that goal in mind and if that were to happen on home ice in regina would be unbelievable now when you you look at uh, this event uh, going on right now with the the tankard and where we are as a as a province with the growth here the formats changed it mm-hmm. used to be an abc qualifying format if you've gone to a uh, any bond spiel it's the traditional format but it's flipped this year pool formats right. why the change well, as an organization, we, we still see ourselves as a development. Um, our, our role is developing our athletes for success at that next level. And one of our mandates is to try to mirror those national championships as much as possible. So the changes that have happened at both the Briar and the Scotties have put into pool play the importance of things of uh, pregame last stone draws in, in ranking teams and every game mattering and tiebreaker scenarios. We want to, as best as we can, simulate that environment, that pressure, have our players play and succeed and work through that so that when they get to that national, when they get to the show, as we mm-hmm. call it, that they've seen it, been there, done that, they have a bit better idea of what to expect, and hopefully that uh, will reflect with the results on the ice. Well, it's, it, it, the development of curling and tiebreakers, it's an amazing 
how they've incorporated the just the warm-up before into how vital that could yeah. be. And we've seen it on the Grand Slam Tour. It comes down to whether or not you're in the playoffs is how good you throw that last stone in your warm-up before. Yeah, it It is. It's different, and it's different from any other sport. And it's definitely a divided topic. And we could sit and talk for quite some time about whether we're fans of it or not. But at the end of the day, if that's the rules and that's what we're playing with, then we should take it serious and we should be prepared for that. Steve Turner is the executive director of Curl Sask. Overall, uh, how is the health of curling in the province? Uh, unfortunately, through COVID, we did see a few rinks uh, have to close their doors. But where are we now? Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. It was it's four years uh, since the world shut down in March of 2020. Yeah. You know, it's we're, we're coming back, I think, like any sport. COVID really, you push pause and stop, and it's going to have, a, and it's, it has a, had an effect of our participation at the older level, and it also had a, an effect at, at the younger level. And you don't bounce back from that in one year. Um, we're well aware that we see our junior program did take a hit. Um, you get these kids that, um, you know, if they can't curl, they're going to find something else to do, and I can't mm-hmm. say that I blame them. Now, you know, we're doing some some grassroots in, initiatives, getting down to the club level and helping to re- reinvigorate their junior programs and their learn to curls and get the schools in. We're hoping that translate into some of our other levels. We've introduced a U15 triples program for kids to come out and have their first um, chance at a at a competitive mm-hmm. competitive environment, but rotating through positions and, and really falling in love with the game and the different different the, all aspects of the sport hoping to to start to repopulate that i was just thinking how much can like the doubles experience now that that's growing in popularity help trying to find a group of four or three but hey i can with just the two of with us just two and and that's another another way and i think that was something that the sport lacked for for far too long when you compare it to you pick anything else if it, if it was a rec hockey league and you show up with 12 guys you're going to figure out how to play a game you mm-hmm. may only have one goalie you turn the net around and i i think curling had lived with it's got to be four versus four it's got to be eight ends it's got to be eight rocks now you're starting to see well we can play with six rocks we can play with two people versus two people i think it's great because is it, as long as we have people throwing rocks at houses we'll be okay <laughs> absolutely not not literally not well, literally on the yeah. Ice. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about risky play yesterday on the green zone as kids and the stuff we did probably few of those uh, throwing uh, rocks at houses uh, but uh, steve uh, congratulations uh, already in the uh, hour or so i've been here can see the volunteers hustle making sure everybody's got their shoes clean because the last thing you need is the melt and the grit to make it way to the ice right exactly exactly it wasn't a problem we thought we were going to have so <laughs> yes that's one of the uh, deals you just never know with the exactly. weather in saskatchewan uh, well congrats i know it's going to be a busy schedule we still got mixed provincials and senior provincials and everything else coming up but i'm sure you might be around the briar and regina in a few weeks as well oh, i wouldn't miss that for the world yeah might see you around the patch as well uh, steve thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me that is steve turner executive director of curl sask we are live today uh, from the provincial men's curling championship the sastel tankard at the nutana curling club in saskatoon the two o'clock draw is just underway behind me we'll up to date you throughout the day as a few undefeated teams trying to remain that way to increase their chances of making the playoffs on the weekend coming up next well there's a big deal late last night in the national hockey league the vancouver canucks push all 
in. I have a few thoughts on that as a Canuck fan and whether I'm planning the parade on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Dye with you live from the Nutana Curling Club this afternoon. The site of the 2024 uh, Provincial Men's Curling Championship as the tankard is uh, underway. A couple of under, undefeated teams on the ice uh, right now uh, behind me, including the favorite coming in, Mike McEwen's rink. Of course, he's moved to Saskatchewan, joining Colton Flash and company. Uh, they are down one nothing to a young junior team, former junior champions, in Burnath up one nothing, And then on the other uh, sheet of ice, uh, Ryland Kleiter and Hartung are 2-0 and in their pool with a new format at the Provincials. But late last night, I, I'm glad I didn't go to bed early because I would have missed a monster trade in the National Hockey League. For the second straight year, the Vancouver Canucks make a deal right before the All-Star break. Last year, they sent Captain Bo Horvat to the New York Islanders. Horvat was supposed to represent the Canucks and then all of a sudden was representing the Islanders. This year, it's the shoes on the other foot. The Vancouver Canucks make a deal with the Calgary Flames for Elias Lindholm, former 40-goal scorer, perennial 20-goal scorer, but has had a down season in Calgary. Also one of their top defensive players uh, was up for the Selkie Award uh, recently for top defensive forward, a top center in the National Hockey League, and he goes over to the Vancouver Canucks as they clearly push all in to try to win a Stanley Cup for the first time in franchise history. Going the other way is Kuznetsov and a bunch of prospects and picks, including a first-rounder from the Vancouver Canucks. Today, I will tell you today, I've been asked a bunch of, what do you think of the trade? Today, I love this trade. Today in 2024, this is a great trade for the Vancouver Canucks. This is a team now that you look at has a little bit more depth in their top six forward group with a center down the middle. However, if there's no Stanley Cups in the next 10 years, talk to me in 2034 on what I think about this trade with the Canucks and the Flames because right now I can see the Flames fans rejoicing because they need a rebuild. They got a player and a bunch of prospects coming back in return, so they should be thrilled. Canucks fans should also be thrilled. Although five pieces going the other way is an awful lot uh, to give up. Uh, coming up, uh, Patrick Johnson is going to join us from Post Media in Vancouver to tell us more about the Canucks push all in for the playoffs this season. But right now it's time for the one-minute drill. And the latest in sports is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Sean Bain Jr. has signed a new deal. He signed a two-year deal to stay in Saskatchewan after his breakout year. 93 catches over 1,000 yards as the CFL negotiating window opens on Sunday before CFL free agency begins Tuesday, February the 13th. Of course, All-Star Weekend kicking off in Toronto tonight. You have the PWHL 3-on-3 showcase along with the all-Star Fantasy Draft, where the captains will pick the four teams to play in Saturday's All-Star Game. And the Saskatoon Blades announced they'll hang number 39 from the rafters of Sastel Center later this season to honor Frank Bannum. Uh, Bannum starred for the Blades in the 90s, remains the team's all-time franchise leader in points, and also the single-season goal record for Blades history with 83 goals in the 95-96 season. Coming up next, we'll continue to pay attention to the Junior Hockey League, the WHL, the star of the Moose Jaw Warriors, Braden Yeager, as the Red Hot Warriors uh, went in 
to try to win a championship with Matthew Savoy. Braden Yeager's coming up next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with you here live from the Nutana Curling Club, the site of the Provincial Men's Tanker, the uh, Provincial Men's Curling Championship uh, going on right now at the Nutana Curling Club. And so we will update you on the scores uh, going on as uh, Mike McEwen is right behind us uh, here. And it's a one nothing game on that one. He is a 1-0. A Rylan Kleiter and Hartung 2-0 in the other pool on a new format at the uh, Provincial Tankard, like we saw at the uh, Women's uh, Championship. A pool format very similar to what they're going to experience at the Briar and the uh, Scotties Tournament of Hearts. And, of course, this tees up our coverage live from the Briar in a few weeks in Regina. Uh, well, uh, coming up a little bit later on, we're going to talk about a mid-season review of the Winnipeg Jets and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, with uh, Drew Remenda as he begins his... Well, he doesn't really have an all-star break because he's doing the AHL all-star game. You might get to see Drew on TSN uh, coming up this weekend for the American Hockey League all-star game. But the Jets and the Toronto Maple Leafs at the unofficial midseason point uh, with the uh, all-star break as uh, the Jets and the Leafs and the Canucks and the Oilers. It'll be an interesting spring indeed. Um... I do have to say something, getting ready for Super Bowl week uh, next week. I don't know if you've seen this going around. Is It's gone viral, which is Patrick Mahomes in the locker room after the game. And I, for dad bods everywhere, thank you to Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL, to showcase that we, too, can be exceptional athletes. We don't need a six-pack to succeed. It's fine as... It's amazing uh, to see Patrick Mahomes. He's like, hey, man, I got kids. Leave me alone. I can't go to the gym like all these uh, single guys out there in the National Football League. But I tell you what, it doesn't matter what he looks like under the jersey, that arm, his ability, and the betting, the favorite from betters to win the Super Bowl, even though the 49ers are the betting favorite. Uh, but let's uh, circle back to the Junior Hockey League. And uh, Braden Yeager joining us of the Moose Jaw Warriors. Uh, Braden, uh, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me. Okay, uh, you've been a lot of places in your junior hockey career. Of course, uh, coming back from uh, Sweden, you were in the Czech Republic. Uh, what, what place is most likely for you to return as a traveler later in life? Uh, I'm not too sure. I mean, uh, I think Sweden was pretty cool, uh, pretty cool city. We didn't get to do a whole lot of stuff other than hockey um but we kind of got out just a little bit and uh seemed pretty cool out there so uh maybe that okay uh but when you return home and matthew savoy joins the moose jaw warriors you got to know him with the junior team how excited were you uh to see your team make a deal uh, to indicate uh your of course your team's ability to maybe go far again this spring yeah, I mean, getting to know Sav at uh, you know the World Juniors was pretty cool, and um, he's obviously he's a great guy. And uh, we kind of heard rumors that you know maybe he's going to get traded, and that we were one of the you know the teams that he might go to, and uh, so we were kind of just hoping for the best. And um, yeah, I guess our um, our GM and Musha did a pretty good job, and ended up getting him. And uh, you know we're super pumped to have him, and um, obviously you know what he does in the ice and makes our team a lot better so it's exciting what did you think when uh, jason asked what do, what do you think of matthew savoy what was your response well i mean 
I think just do whatever you can to get him. I mean, he's uh, you know, he's one of the best players in the league and definitely a guy that, uh, you know, I'm sure that all teams that are going for it definitely wanted to get and hoped, uh, hoped that they could afford him. So um, I think that, uh, you know, to get him was was definitely, uh, you know, something that uh, we really wanted and um, to get him is uh, it's really cool. How important is it uh, for a junior hockey career, you know you're only get, you're getting three, four years, uh, to have your team show you this? Like, hey, we believe we got what it takes to go deep into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, Ripper talked to our, kind of our leadership group going into the year and um, said that, you know, that we need to, um, you know, have a good start to the year and um, show him that, uh, you know, if he can um, you know, make a run, then, um, you know, he believes in us and, um, you know, he definitely uh, – he definitely did his job, and um, you know now it's obviously our turn to, as players and, and coaches to um, you know do our part and uh, win as many hockey games, especially in uh, you know the playoffs. How fun is this going to be? Like uh, we've been talking about it on the show, you got the Blades, the Warriors, uh, the Broncos made a trade for another one of your uh, former teammates from the World Junior uh, Championship. How, how interesting will this uh, race in Saskatchewan be, despite the Broncos, of course, being in a different division? Yeah, definitely with Stoon. Obviously, we've had uh, a couple battles with them before, and, uh, you know, they're going to be uh, a powerhouse. And, um, you know, I think it'll be super fun to, you know, kind of finish the year playing against them a couple more times. And then, obviously, in playoffs, uh, you know, hopefully we end up playing them and um, going head-to-head with them. And, um, you know, I think it'll be a good challenge for us. And, um, you know, I think eventually we're going to have to go through them. So, um, and, yeah, obviously, Swift, too, I think. Um, you know they're going to be a fun team to play against. Obviously, we just had a, a home and home series with them last, uh, you know, two weekends ago. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's pretty exciting to have some you know really good competition in Saskatchewan. And um, yeah, we just uh, you know we love uh, you know good competition. So well, when you bring in Matthew, uh, how important is just that experience? You went up against him, of course. Uh, I was there in Moose Jaw watching you battle the, the Winnipeg Ice last year uh, with Geeky and Savoy and a very talented team. So how important is adding another veteran who's kind of been there, done that to your playoff mix? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, obviously we, we've played uh, Winnipeg twice in a row and um, you know we were on the kind of the losing side, but um, I think just adding, you know, some some key playoff experience. Obviously, he's he's been pretty far in the playoffs a couple years in a row now. So, um, like you said, just get another, uh, you know, veteran leader is, um, you know, it's really big addition to our team. And obviously, I think, you know, with all of us being a year older and, um, you know, getting last year's playoff experience is, uh, you know, just going to add to us. And um, obviously, with Sav, uh, you know, he's been, uh, you know, he's been pretty good, uh, you know, within the playoffs and, you know, especially last two years and. Um, but yeah, I think he'll add so much to, you know, especially our depth up front and, um, you know, being the, the player he is, um, you know, just, uh, you know, anytime he's on the ice, he's so dangerous. Brighton Yeager joining us, a member of the Moose Jaw Warriors, of course. Just a few months left in the regular season as a few Saskatchewan teams keeping an eye on them for the WHL playoffs. Uh, but Brayden, of course, uh, honored to be the 14th overall pick of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, what was that experience like the first time you're in the locker room uh, staring over at Sidney Crosby? Yeah, I mean, uh, the first time I saw him was... Uh, you know, at uh, development camp, and uh, he showed up one day, and he was just working out with the trainer, and um, I was kind of just starstruck a little bit, and um, the trainer brought me over and um, introduced me to him, and um, it was just so cool, and 
you know, just uh, even just watching him there, just, you know, how hard he works, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. And, um, you know, just talking to him for a little bit, you know, you see how, how nice of a person he is and how humble he is, but, you know, yet still so competitive. And, you know, as soon as you're not on the same team as him, he's he's coming at you hard. So um, it was it was so cool to just to kind of just, you know, look at him and, and watch, uh, you know, watch his habits and how he uh, carries himself. It's, uh, you know, definitely something I can learn from. Yeah, what is that like to see? what it takes at the next level like how important is is that for your development just having that you know a couple of weeks there before you were sent back to moose jaw yeah i mean it's you know i'm so lucky uh you know just to be around that uh that atmosphere with all those 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 veteran guys that have you know done you know what they've done at the, at the nhl level obviously there's there's so many players that i can name there but you know especially uh, you know crosby just um, I was fortunate enough to be on the same team as him in camp and, uh, you know, just seeing how he takes care of his body and what he does, you know, off the ice to, you know, keep his body fresh and the way he, uh, you know, eats and, uh, you know, just all those kind of pro habits that, uh, you know, you talk about is, um, you know, just uh, just watching him uh, be a pro is, is crazy. And, um, yeah, it's pretty fortunate that I get to, uh, you know, look at him and uh, look up to him and try and learn as much as I can from him. Brighton Yeager with us of uh, the Moose Jaw Warriors. As the, it's been awesome to watch the Warriors. You, like, you, you guys have all pretty well grown up together. Uh, Matejchuk and yourself and uh, Furkus. Uh, what is this like? I know you've added a few pieces here and there, and you know, younger Unger and Net is having a great turnaround year with Jackson Unger uh, starting to grow. What has the what have the Moose Jaw Warriors been for you uh, in your life moving down from Saskatoon? Yeah, I mean, it's huge. I'm, you know, I've obviously I moved away from home when I was 15. And, um, like you said, I moved, uh, right into kind of the, the same group of guys I'm still with. Obviously, you mentioned, you know, Firk and Dance and, um, you know, some older guys as well, Calvert and, and Brenton. And, um, you know, just guys that have kind of just called, you know, almost brothers for me in the last, uh, you know, four years. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I think it just helps helps your team when you can be you know a tight-knit group um you know there's no really element of surprise uh you just uh you guys can gel and whenever there's new guys it's so much easier to bring um you know somebody in when when everybody's kind of on the same page and but like you said you know the warriors have been um you know such a big part of my uh career so far and um you know credit to the coaches and um but uh yeah even my billet family here they're they're amazing and uh, yeah it's been uh i've been so fortunate to you know be aware of course uh best of luck this weekend uh prince albert red deer uh before uh, you head over uh, for a couple of games in alberta Braden, thanks so much uh, for joining us here on the green zone today thanks for having me appreciate it that is Braden yeager of the movie of the Moose Jaw Warriors here on the Green Zone as we are live from the Tana Curling Club for the Sastel uh, Provincial uh, Tanker, the Men's Curling Championship. We'll update you throughout the afternoon. The 2 o'clock draw, of course, the 7 o'clock draw. And stop on by, say hello. And, of course, uh, the championship goes on Sunday to see who will wear the Saskatchewan colors in Regina for the Briar. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Nye with you live here on the Green Zone from the Natana Curling Club site of the Provincial Men's Curling Championship in Saskatoon. Of course, the winner, uh, the right to wear the Saskatchewan colors in Regina uh, at the Briar. And our other Provincial Curling Championship has joined us on site. Of course, the women's champion, Skylar Ackerman, is here just out of classes 
getting ready for the uh, Scotty Skyler. How's it been? When last time we talked to you, like it might take a while for me to really embrace that I'm the provincial champion. Have have you accepted it yet, Skyler? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> especially now that we have the draw, I think everything's starting to feel a little more real. We can kind of make a plan and make a schedule for the event. Uh, we're trying to treat it and make a plan like any other event, but <laughs> we're all really, really, really excited. So planning is a lot more fun than any other event, that's for sure. And I believe it's uh, next week here at the Nutana. They're having the send-off event uh, for you. Um, how excited are you to get just get there? Okay, are you at the point of can we just get there, or are you like, no, I've, I I need to get organized first? <laughs> yeah, I think we're we're really ready to just get to Calgary and step on the ice for sure. I think this next week is going to fly by. <laughs> uh, you were there last year as the the, the alternate, uh, the fifth. You've talked about the the experience, but now that you get to see the pool, um, what did you think when you see? Carrie Anderson, Caitlin Laws, Krista McCarville, Laurie St. George, and there's Skylar Ackerman joining them as a skip at the Scotties. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Every team there is such high caliber and has so much experience, so to just be able to be at that same event with them is, is going to be pretty awesome. When you when you plan out your week, it, it it's weird. Like You can't be like, okay, this this one's more important. They're all important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what when you say come up with a plan on the week, what, what do you mean on getting ready for the national championship uh yeah i think first and foremost is having a really good pre-comp practice and just feel comfortable out there and hopefully get to draw weight and then yeah after that just treat every game uh one shot at a time try not to get too far ahead of ourselves thinking into next sunday or anything but just yeah just take things one shot at a time and one game at a time and they go cha- from there. they change the format uh to match what you're going to face how much did that help in tisdale to get a look rather than the abc format it's two pools you're only focused on these teams you're playing these teams uh, to to get ready for a weekend or the next pool after that yeah i think it's nice that we had the same kind of format for our provincial just knowing that we have we feel a little more comfortable going in and it's a little easier to feel prepared for your games when you know exactly when you're going to be playing and who you're going to be playing against and everything else so it's just it's just nice to have be a feel a little more calm going into to our first scotty's game kind of feeling a little more prepared uh when you get there um i, I imagine can you even with the whole team there uh, this time even imagine what it'll be like against prince edward island in that you're up in the first draw against PEI in your first game. Do you visualize what that'll be? Is it important to do that? Yeah, I think it definitely is to visualize our skills like in kind of any kind of sports setting. Uh, I think it just helps us feel more comfortable in a new arena for sure. Um, and after the pre-competition practice, we'll be able to to do that. Um, it's going to be pretty electric just to be in front of that big of a crowd and just uh, to have all our friends and family there cheering us on, especially in the first draw and evening draw that Friday night. So, yeah, we're pretty pumped. <laughs> do, do you do how much pre-scouting is there? I know, like, the, the I see the coaches here with laptops and everything uh, on analytics. How much has that grown in the game of curling? Yeah, it's definitely come a long way from where it used to be, I think, and from what I've been told. Um, we do a lot of, like, tracking of the rocks and stuff, just, like, checking statistics out, seeing what other teams are throwing and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, we just got to kind of focus on ourselves and do what we do best. Uh, how much have you chatted with your fifth Amber Holland about 
advice uh, since you announced that uh, she will join you in Calgary? Yeah, we've, we've chatted with Amber quite a few times. Uh, she's definitely helping us feel a lot more comfortable going into the event and sharing her experiences with us and things that we hadn't thought about that now we know are going to happen and just things that we're going to need to do moving in that are just going to help us feel more calm at the whole event and just prepared overall. Did when when the draw came out and you knew you were you, I th- you knew we were in Carrie, Carrie's uh, group? Did you like okay when are we playing Carrie Anderson? Or is, did you do that at all? I, I'm pretty excited to play her. I've never played her before. Um, I, I threw a couple rocks against her last year with Robin's team uh, in the middle of the game there, but uh, I'm glad we don't play them the first game so we can. Kind of <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be good to just go out there and hopefully play a game, good game against them, for I sure. Think you're right near the end of the schedule uh, to take on uh, Carrie Anderson at the uh, Scotties uh, uh, on the Tuesday. Uh, what You dream of it, right? Yeah. Like, what's this like that the dream's going to come true, that on a, one of the events you're going to be on TSN, family will be watching you wear Saskatchewan colors. Yeah, it's still a little unbelievable. Like I said, uh, <laughs> it kind of comes in waves. As soon as we got the draw, it was like, hey, yeah, this is really happening. But then when we're out throwing rocks, we're just out there and practicing like any other time. And then we're like, oh, this is like, we're going to the Scotties. So yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty neat. And I don't think the excitement's going to wear off anytime soon, that's for sure. Well, Skylar, once again, congratulations. And uh, thanks for joining us here uh, at Nutana. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. That is Skylar Ackerman, the skip of Team Saskatchewan, heading to the Scotties. Uh, that, of course, uh, going on in Calgary. They're having uh, the send-off event, seeing the posters around the Nutana uh, next week uh, for the team's uh, send-off to help uh, represent Saskatchewan at the Women's National Championship. Right now, it's time for the one-minute drill. And the latest in sports is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, have signed Sean Bain Jr. to a two-year deal. He returns to Saskatchewan after a breakout year in his first year, over 1,000 yards with 93 uh, catches. The Saskatoon Blades announced they'll hang number 39 from the rafters. Sastel Center uh, later this year to honor Frank Bannum. Uh, Bannum starred for the Blades in the 90s, including 83 goals, still a franchise record for a single season in 95-96. And Elias Lind home lands in Toronto to represent the Vancouver Canucks in the All-Star game. Of course, late last night, he was traded from the Calgary Flames to Vancouver. Drew and I will assess that trade coming up next, live from the Nutana Curling Club on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.